Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the 1 in 10 political podcast. That's One Nationism and Political Reform, discussed in roughly 10 minute bites and hosted by me, Martin Curtis. This week I'm going to do something I didn't originally want to do with this podcast, which is talk about something that is strictly current affairs. The reason I didn't want to do it was because I wanted this podcast series to be something that you could pick up and listen to at any time without having to think about current affairs and think about the events of the day. Almost like a book. You can pick up a book and think about whether something is current or not in terms of the words it says, but without having to know current affairs of that time. But I think the events in Washington of the last week are worthy of talking about, and they are something that people need to reflect on and think about constantly. So I do think it fits into this podcast. And what I'm talking about, about the events in Washington, are, of course... The insurrection, the invasion of the Capitol building by, at the best, a bunch of thugs and the response to it. I think it's important that rather than just point at America and say, isn't that awful? We need to reflect a little bit about whether that is current and relevant to the UK. Could that happen here? And I believe it could. And I know I'm not the only one. As an example, Dan Hodges has an article in the Mail on Sunday in which he reflects on those events and at the same time reflects on Brexit and the consequences of not delivering Brexit having voted to leave the European Union. Uh, He also touches on the riots after a previous general election, which I'm going to talk about a little bit as well. But I think what he says is relevant and I agree with his, his outcome, but I'm going to focus on left and right rather than just focus on the actions of the left and the anti-Brexit brigade, which, of course, as a male article, um, you know, is what it's going to be about. I'm going to start by reflecting on this quote from Donald Trump Jr., which is one that he made at a speech at the rally which preceded that insurrection in Washington. The fact that you are all here on this rather cold January day tells me all I need to know. And it should be a message to all the Republicans who have not been willing to actually fight. The people who did nothing to stop this deal. This gathering should send a message to them. This isn't their Republican Party anymore. This is Donald Trump's Republican Party. Now, what that says to me is that Donald Trump Jr. believes, and with some credibility, that the Republican Party has been taken over by Trump supporters. Now, the question we need to ask is, could that happen in the UK? Well, there is a direct similarity between the US and here that I think is very relevant, which is that we have a two-party state effectively. And this is one of the reasons why I believe that we need PR, because I believe if we move to proportional representation, there would be a widespread of political views and people with the views like those of Trump supporters and of Trump would have a place that fits within the spectrum rather than having to take over one of the two parties that exist in the the UK in order to get their message across and to get their, um, their message delivered effectively. 
And the truth is, it's happened in the UK. And it certainly happened in the Labour Party because that's what momentum did. And that's how Jeremy Corbyn came to power. It was a slow drift from Labour being a centre-ground party that Tony Blair was, where it took a step to the left under Gordon Brown, then a big step to the left under Ed Miliband, and then completed the move uh, when Corbyn was elected and beyond. To a certain extent, they've moved in the other direction now. But actually, those people still exist, and the Labour Party could take that leap to the left. But I actually believe something similar has happened within the Conservative Party. I think there are people who are broadly Nigel Farage supporters, and he's not a Conservative in any sense, who have joined the Conservative Party because they saw it as the party that could deliver Brexit, and therefore they saw it solely as a Brexit party. And those people have actually railed against any principle of one nationism in the party. We've heard an increasing voice about people talking about one nationism, not being part of the party, talking about one nationists, not being conservatives, when actually they're far more conservatives than, than, than they are in, in terms of their beliefs. So what we've started to see, or what we have seen to a lesser extent than what we saw in the Labour Party, was these people actually joining this party because it's the party of Brexit and then changing it. To a certain extent, that's always happened. But actually, what we desperately cannot afford to have as Conservatives is to have one nationism driven from the party because it's too important, its history is too much and it is too relevant to where we need to go today for that to happen. But another thing that I think is very relevant to the UK is the tone of political debate in the UK, which is increasingly coming to reflect what we've seen with Trump and between Trump and Biden, in fact, Trump and anybody that disagrees with him. But it is the left disliking the right as much as the right dislikes the left. It's not healthy political debate. That's not what politics is about. Politics is about a debate of ideas, but accepting people's right to hold those ideas and, and respecting the individuals that hold those ideas. And the Brexit debate is a great example of that. It wasn't the first example. I, I think the Conservative Party's campaign actually against Sadiq Khan in the last mayoral election was an absolute disgrace for the same reasons. The tone of the Brexit debate is something we need to move away from. When you think about the aggression that there is in campaigning in the UK now, which almost started, remember some of those ideas of... But the Brexit bus was one example with the £350 million a week logo, which stretched the truth at best. And then the horror stories from the Remain camp, where they talked about economic disaster, not if we leave the EU, but if we decide to leave the EU. So the day that vote was made, they said that economic disaster would happen. And it quite blatantly wasn't true, because it, it would have happened by now. We need to reflect on that and change the way we debate and accept the fact that people have an entitlement to different views and to respect those views. If we don't do that, then all we're going to do is make the situation worse, in my view. The other thing we need to do is think about the causes that people who, who drive those events use 
And rather than let somebody use those events to drive politics to extremes and into situations that we absolutely don't want to see and actually drive democracy into a position where democracy itself is threatened, is to start dealing with those issues. And that's where this point about the centre ground of British politics that I've talked about a lot in this podcast is very relevant. The centre ground and centre ground thinkers need to start recognising that unless they talk and drive solutions to the problems that we have, that people are going to come in from the extremes to drive those solutions supposedly and take democracy where we don't want it to go. A great example is Nigel Farage, who is rebadging the Brexit party as Reform UK to drive political reform in the UK and drive a move towards a proportional representation. Now, who do you want to drive proportional representation? Do you want it to be driven from people that recognise in the centre, in the sensible ground of British politics that, that that has to happen? Or do you want it driven from the extremes? So it's time we took it seriously. And actually, it looks like the Labour Party are starting to take it seriously. And I'm glad about that. So there are, you know, there are, there are also other issues that we need to start dealing with. We need to start dealing with the issues in education that we have, not helped at the moment by the, the coronavirus crisis, and I accept that, but we need to move beyond that. We need to start thinking about how people are able to progress their lives with equality, so that rather than being surprised when we see the first woman to be appointed to this, the first black person to be appointed to this, the first Asian person, whatever you want to call it, and however, where we're surprised when we're not seeing these people appointed, when we're not looking up at those people that run the country and seeing our own lives directly reflected back at us and being surprised when it changes so it's not that rather than having to comment on the fact that it is moving in that direction. These are all things we desperately need to happen in the UK. And the reason we desperately need to happen is because of what happened in America, because it shows exactly what could happen. Now, you know, there are things in the American system that are different. You know, the, the gun laws in America don't help their situation. But these drifts to the political extremes that threaten democracy are relevant to America, quite clearly they are because of what we've seen this week. But they are very, very relevant to the UK. And what we've seen in America is something that potentially could happen in the UK. And, and we shouldn't ignore that. And we start, we desperately need to start thinking about what we can do to prevent that happening. Or I would argue not to prevent it happening, but to stop the drift towards it that is happening at this very moment. Same again, I really appreciate the fact that you listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And can I please ask that you share this? I've asked before, and a number of you have, but if you like it, please share it. Um, share it on social media, share it wherever, um, because the more people that listen to it, from my perspective, the better, because I do think that some of what I say has relevance, and I certainly think... What I've said today is really important, that, it, that if we don't start learning the lessons of what happened in Washington, rather than just looking at Washington, then then we're headed in the same direction. So, yeah, thanks again for listening to my ramblings. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs>